Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. And if you're a regular listener, uh, you're in for a special treat here because I've got a guy here who, uh, besides me, a sexy Aussie accent, you know, he's, he's one of the... Uh, premier experts in the marketing world today. He's coached people like Justin Brook, Ryan Levesque, uh, people like that. Uh, um, people in his co- various coaching groups are, are, are really are crushing it, becoming successful. So he's a man who needs no introduction, so we'll skip all that. Uh, Mr. James Shremko, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate you having a chat with us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, I enjoy our interactions on social media so it's nice to be able to actually have a formal recording again yeah yeah we last did this um for those who know the podcast you know james's episode is up there that must have been uh, eight to ten years ago that i think it was about eight years ago that we actually did that that last episode so, who knew that uh, content marketing would be so popular in the yeah, future yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh, most of the predictions that you made on there uh, have come true and then some so uh, so I'm really excited to talk about what we were just talking about off camera a bit uh, with the, uh, um, uh, the, uh, the the students that you have that are, that are really crushing it, um, <clears throat> how they're going about their whole business model and uh, uh, how it relates to all the things that you put in together. Because with chatbots and, and uh, funnel, different types of funnels and quizzes and all of that, uh, all of that has a place. But what we were talking about is that, uh, you know, that seems to be overcomplicating things a, a great deal. So what, what's, your, what's your viewpoint on that? How are you working with people on that? I think those tools are good. Um, in some cases, they're being used well. Like marketers tend to ruin tools and platforms. <laughs> um, they use them in ways they weren't intended for and then they get banned and um, yeah, it yeah. all ends in It's also good for the tool sellers. You know, in the gold rush, the people selling the tools are the ones making the money. So I think it's a genius idea having uh, funnel software and if you sell chatbots and things, great segmentation and and surveying type tools are kind of in. Mm. But the core methodology behind it is pretty straightforward and I've been able to um, use some of the concepts in a much simpler way. So, for example, instead of having a very complicated... Uh, survey funnel with multi-segmentation and pixels and chatbots and all this. Uh, we just put a few different images on our homepage with hyperlinks to the next page. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, move people through a kind of choose your own adventure mm. that makes it all relevant for them. And this is an old concept. In fact, we were doing this in the car industry was segmenting our buyers according to interest, even if they were interested in a particular model we had a six letter acronym that would help us sift and sort that client into the right um, hot buttons, they used to call them and only talk about things that were interesting to the client, which is always a good idea, you know, be relevant. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, If you want to keep things simple, it's about uh, being super relevant for your audience. And, uh, and that's where some people uh, go wrong. They're more interested in what, they've got to say in what they're doing yeah. and, uh, and the, the great idea they have, but it's all about knowing a, a good way to really get to know your customer very well is to create some kind of community. So I've just ticked over 10 years now of having my own membership online mm. 
And a lot of other people are discovering the community aspect, whether it's uh, Ezra Firestone has a community around his e-commerce product. Yeah. So traditional brands and, and direct response marketers are now organizing communities around them. We're seeing even the greatest of uh, product launch formula uh, syndicate type marketers are now building memberships and subscriptions and turning to social media to actually connect with people rather than just push to them. They're actually having an interaction now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very important. I mean, I know marketers now who, uh, uh, who have sold courses for a long time and then they, they just stop selling their courses to give them content away for free. And they just have the, a couple of different, you know, levels of, of membership and, and uh, some private coaching and, and stuff like that. That's the uh, community they build up. They build up a core community of a, of a, of a few people who, um, who pay a lot of money every month to be in that community. And then it goes out from there with, with lower price points. And, uh, and, and of course, they have their, their social media uh, uh, followers as well as the ads sort of out of rim of that community. Well, some of the people who I know are going really well. Um, one thing that seems to be in common is they're usually cornering a more premium end of the market. Mm. You don't actually have to have a lot of um, low end products. Yeah. There was a lot of talk about tripwires. And in fact, if you go back, I think it might've been 10 years ago, $7 products were in yeah, yeah. back then before they were even called a tripwire. You don't actually have to have that in your marketing repertoire. If you want, you can have uh, really good free content that is the new free content is as good as the old paid content. And I've yeah. always had that approach. It should be so good that people would pay for it. And that will build up that market, the trust, the rapport, the, the um, awareness, the relevance, the, the conversion is happening. So I found things like uh, podcasts to be particularly powerful and videos of more uh, recent phenomenon. People watching a lot more videos since the advent of the, iPhone and the tablets and those things are enough to bring people to warm them up to the point where they might consider a higher ticket item. And I look to examples like Ferrari who don't really have a low ticket product. It's like high ticket or nothing. Yeah. And they don't have a high volume either. You can have a low ticket, low volume and still do really well. In fact, Mm. you have like 30, 30 or so members paying 3000 a month. You have a million dollar a year business. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an important point, and and uh, some of these uh, guys that I know who have these these kinds of memberships, um, you know, they uh, uh, just service a, a very small number of clients, and and they have that uh, that big jump that you're talking about, which which in traditional internet marketing training, where where we're trained that that you know you've got to ascend people slowly up this ladder, you've got to go free seven dollars, then then forty seven, ninety seven, and and so forth, you know. So uh, um, this goes this goes against that that whole thing, and and I think that uh, um, I love your input on this that um, that uh, uh, people are are more ready. And what you said before about uh, about uh, um, free content being the new pay content that really uh, was a great way to put it. What I was thinking, you know, it really crystallised that the people are uh, uh, as as well qualified a prospect. Uh, reading your free content now as they used to be with, with paid content so therefore um it's not really that much of a jump it's as if some somebody had paid a couple of hundred bucks to to read your content that's now on social media so that person is now more prepared to uh to jump up to the next level that's a, 
it's a very similar concept to the uh, power of demonstration. You know, people test drive before they buy. Yeah. If you can help people get a result before they buy, this is something Dean Jackson talks about. Help yeah. them get a result before they even hand over the money. Then that's going to be an easier ask. And yeah. The proof is there through their own results. I actually get a lot of people sending me correspondence for having gotten results just from listening to my podcast, yeah. which is great. Yeah. I'm able to serve a last at a very low cost. It costs very little in terms of hosting to find my perfect buyers. And I agree with you. The Ascension model is the biggest myth ever. The, the, this concept that people always start low and then go up high mm. Um, in my own top level group, which is called Silver Circle, there's 34 members at the moment and around about a third of them are also members of my super fast business community, which is a more affordable starting point. But two thirds are not. They've come straight in at the top. Mm, and there's, like some people are going to walk into the bar and they're going to want that top shelf liquor. Yeah, yeah. Like not to start out of the tap. The beer and then go up to the, yeah. They're not. So the goal is to help people find the right product for them straight away and have the most relevant conversation possible. And I want to just extend on a thought. Um, it's good to have a high ticket, low volume product, but I do actually have quite a few clients who have high ticket, high volume. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's some, um, few of them, they, they actually have hundreds of people at thousands per month. You can end up having a $10 million a year business. Mm. If that's the main thing that you do and they don't really have uh, anything in between that from free to that with the exception of a book. And I will say this, uh, most of the people I'm coaching at the, when they're doing $3 million a year on average, almost all of them have or are having a book. And I think that's still, it's an old school concept that is not getting tired. It's great to have a book. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because I'm actually uh, um, uh, just finished writing my latest one and I've got a, uh, someone who helped help me launch that. And uh, um, uh, it's really um, uh, something that, that, that we're taught over the years, but you know, not everybody implements it. You know? I know a lot of people who, who don't have a book who, who know better and, and they, they know that they should, have, they should be a published author and if, if possible, a best-selling author. But, um, but they, they haven't done that. And as, as well as they've, they've done, um, uh, but what you're saying is they do even better uh, if they had a book. It's a magnifier. It will just, it'll, there'll be pre-book and post-book in their phase of life. <laughs> and and uh, in fact, one of my students, Alan Dibb, who has a marketing book, it's pretty much the top marketing book on Amazon most of the time. It's called the One Page Marketing Plan. And mm. I asked him to prepare a presentation for Superfast Business Live on the topic of how to get your own book and be a bestseller, etc. Uh, not because that's his business model. He's he's got no interest in teaching people this. I just wanted him to show his secrets yeah, because yeah. you can actually make a decent income from it. But he's mastered the idea of creating a book that sells well and then how to promote it beyond the publishing thing. And I've noticed this. You know, I actually learned from my own students my book a year later is um, still a bestseller and selling really well because you can actually create a good book and market it appropriately over the long haul. Yeah. And uh, I think there will be a, a difference. I've, I've noticed that people who read the book who then find your products or services 
are very receptive to to getting on board. There's there's not much sales involved. In fact, I've somehow escaped the need to be a world class copywriter, and there's no 30 page direct response sales letters in any of my marketing. Uh, because by the time people get to my site, a lot of the heavy lifting's been done. Yeah, they're pre-sold. And yes. uh, good, that's the thing about a good book, you know, it, it is its own sales letter. And uh, it doesn't have to be in that format, although the old uh, uh, Jeff Paul How to Make $4,000 a Day uh, sitting at your kitchen table in your underwear, um, that was like a sales letter <laughs> positioned as a book. But uh, but uh, um, he's, he's a different story, you know. Your book like yours, it's got amazing content. And uh, um, from what I flicked through it, it looks, it's just like everything you share on social media be even better, uh, you know, because I've seen your uh, videos on, on LinkedIn as well and they're, they're really good content. Um, but the book teaches that content. This is the content marketing uh, thing that you've been talking about for so many years. You know, um, uh, you put out the, the good content and it's not, it's not like it doesn't have a headline and, and, and bullet points and, and a call to action. That's not a sales letter, but it, it still pre-sells people on wanting to do business with you, especially at that higher price membership. Yeah. It's more like a dripping water torture, you know, yeah. like uh, over time I've, yeah. I've found some people might take seven or eight years to become a customer, Yeah, but yeah. it's a long game. And if you keep producing good stuff, people will eventually take notice. So as, as with everybody, you know, you start out as a nobody, with no experience, with uh, imposter syndrome, wondering if your stuff's any good. If you just keep publishing, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm very good at any of the things that that I've done in terms of the, the podcast or the uh, videos or whatever. The book is a good book because I had a lot of help from Kelly Exeter on that. Uh, so <laughs> acknowledging that she made she made the book better than I could make it, and. Um, I'm good at my coaching. I have a good core product and that never hurt a business to have a fantastic core product. But I think just through sheer persistence, I mean, I'm, I'm up to 632 podcast episodes now yeah. on my core podcast. Yeah. So just chipping away at it. You know, if you put out a podcast every week for, for a number of years, you will end up getting some market share. Yeah. Yeah. That's the idea with the geniuses of copywriting, you know, um, uh, I've only just started this as, as we're recording this today, um, you know, a few months ago, and I've just got a, a handful of people on here. Um, so yeah, I never, I never imagined that uh, you know suddenly you know cash would would rain from the sky the day after I released the first episode. But this podcast is a is a long game, you know. It's it's a way to uh, to to uh, build up um, exactly what you have. I'm I'm probably about six hundred odd episodes behind you <laughs> right now, but. <laughs> I'll have to try and catch up. Well, the thing is, you know, I'm probably 500 episodes behind someone else. Yeah, like, true. Yeah. Um, the first guy that I saw the content yeah. marketing was Gary V, and yeah. I was doing uh, videos probably 10, nine, 10 years ago. I did them quite a lot, and then I stopped for a while, and then I did them about five years ago, and then I had a pause, and then I've been at it again since uh, last year every day. And mm, mm. a lot has changed in terms of the ease of distribution and the number of platforms you can publish to and the way that people consume information. I think I was too far ahead of my time before it was, it was difficult to produce. It was a slightly clunky process mm. and not quite, but now uh, it's the time to make videos, especially. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually uh, just ordered some more um, 
uh, AV gear um, hopefully should be coming next couple of days. So that's something that I want to get into as well. So uh, <clears throat> I've done it in the past bits here and there, um, but uh, you know, I didn't need to order a good camera and all that sort of thing, because if you're watching this video on YouTube, you might see that uh, even though I bought the new MacBook Air uh, uh, a couple of months ago, you know, the, the webcam isn't very good. So uh, I'm ordering a, a good camera. I've got the uh, uh, Blue Yeti mic here. I've got the uh, lapel mic on the way and, and stuff like that. So that's that's something that, that I'm doing as well. And it's really an interesting idea. Um, it's kind of an inspiration that I had of yours, James, where I've been seeing your little videos on, on Facebook and on, on uh, LinkedIn, and they're really cool. So that's another, that's another, um, uh, that's another pathway for people to discover you. People always ask, about tools like what surprisingly few I've discovered over the years. I actually had DSLR cameras and boom mics and mixers and yeah. all of that light boxes. I got rid of all of it and all those little videos you see now they're just filmed on an iPhone. Yeah. And uh, a simple rig, you know, like a light. You can have a um, this it's like a tripod with a light on it. Yeah, yeah. And a phone holder. That's about that's about it that I'm yeah. making those videos with. And one of my other clients I learned a lot from um, Scott Devine has Scott Space Guitars. He uses this camera. It's a Canon. Okay. It's a G7X. And he ditched his DSLR cameras and that one. got this and it allows a selfie mode. And when he went doing ghetto mode um, selfies, he actually doubled his traffic to the YouTube channel because people really liked the the sort of rustic, uh, more behind the scenes, less produced mm. feel for it. Yeah. And, you know, if you're podcasting, you, you could just, just use something like that, a little digital recorder to capture the audio or, um, or one of those mics like this, this sort of a mic. Yeah. Which yeah, I imagine. Yeah. That, yeah. That's about it. That's basically, I've, that's all the equipment that I use in my business now um, to mm. generate millions of dollars a year. Mm. And um, if you want to go above that, Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's no limit to how far you can get it. But don't let the device stop you. Seriously, if you, if all you had is an iPhone, you could create podcasts and videos just with that. Mm. Yeah, and I'll update you later on. I've ordered uh, something called a Boyer um, M1 uh, lapel mic, which plugs into a nice. phone, and and uh, and uh, that's a, that's apparently really good. I've got a uh, friend, David Kavanagh, who recommended me, me for that one, and I no, I'll let you know how that went. But, but you're right, it doesn't take that much equipment. And I think uh, uh, some of the people uh, out there really fall for that, that trick of, of needing all the equipment. They see, they see somebody like Mindbully, for example, you know, they've got a whole video team or expensive cameras. And, and uh, if, you, if I could tell you what their budget is to create a course or create a, a piece of content, you know, you'd be astounded at how much they actually spend on that stuff. And it shows in the quality of their stuff, you know, no doubt, no doubt their content and their courses are, are uh, top of the range, but but uh, they're really an, an exception. Um, uh, when it comes to, to a person like you who has a simple camera, simple mic, and uh, just a simple setup, and and uh, making uh, uh, tons of money based on that, it shows you you don't need to to spend big spend up big on all that stuff. Yeah, I think the point is you can choose. So yeah. heaps of my clients um, use really pro gear. Scott was a really interesting one because he actually downscaled. He had two guys filming yeah. DSLRs, the, the works in the studio. Uh, another one of my students, Tom Breeze, has a whole studio, but he's a YouTube expert. I mean, that's mm, important yeah. for him to have a studio. They need yeah. to bring in talent. 
yeah. need to make videos for them. I actually sent them a video, filmed on my camera, and they actually cleaned it up and made it look amazing. Hmm. Um, so they got mad editing skills as well. Yeah. <laughs> now the companies like Mind Valley with uh, high level specs. And when I spoke for them in Spain, they had a film crew there and they yeah, um, yeah. did a so you yeah, pro level documentary. That, I love that that level. And when you've got a big company with a big revenue and lots of staff to feed, you need to sell a lot of stuff. So yeah, the, yeah. the quality has to be high. And I do think there's a there's quality inflation going on. I think there is a minimum standard. So at least having clean sound yeah, and yeah. a nice cool. picture will get you a long way down the track. Yeah, yeah, that's important. That's why I always use the uh, Blue Yeti mic. And the mics in these new MacBook Air laptops are a lot better than the old ones. But I still use the good mic, um, uh, you know, to uh, uh, make sure we capture that good sound. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm working, I've got my uh, little spare room here in my apartment where, um, you know, I've got everything closed off. And I want to make sure that sound is good because uh, for this podcast, especially, you know, I just want to make sure that that the, the, the sound quality is high. This video that we're recording right now is just incidental. It's right up on YouTube, but uh, um, but the sound is, is the most important part. Beautiful. So um, so so yeah, the, the, we've discussed some uh, amazing things about uh, about uh, uh, you know, different ways of getting customers, books, and and content marketing. Um, <clears throat> about the, the 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 kind of gear that you need. Um, uh, if if somebody's out there and they're they're wanting to uh, expand their reach and uh, and they're still not quite sure, what else? What else? Other advice do you have for them? Well, I mean, the go-to list at the moment is um, produce content, good good core content that addresses the the challenges your customers are facing. Publish your videos, um, podcast. I wouldn't say is round one. That's that's mm. a more mm. uh, competitive, saturated market. Yeah. It's probably a bit harder yeah. to come up with a show that's interesting enough because, I mean, it was good when I started. It's harder now. But mm. I'll definitely do videos and then I would, I would have um, good, well-written Facebook posts, story-based yeah. or documentary style, pictured and, and long form still leading to uh, any kind of free or shareable content would be amazing. I was speaking to Molly Pittman about this this morning actually some of her campaigns get a 50% ratio of, of um, shares to comments. So wow. they like half the people who comment also share the content because they're putting mm. content that's so good yeah, that yeah. people just want to share it, like little yeah. docu-series, etc. Yeah. So combining a blend of paid traffic and social traffic is good. But of course, there's still old school ways to do this. Like find out who's got your customers and have them promote you to their email list would be a fantastic mm. quick mm. start. Mm. And, uh, contribute to to people who have your audience uh, get on their show um, send them content to put inside their memberships uh, meet people when you go to live events and start to get connections so those things uh, are great to have that peer group supporting you often uh, my peer group will support me if i'm mentioning something they'll actually share it and put it in front of their audience which is always appreciated yeah Whenever I'm on someone's show, I'll always share their show on my social media to, to give them some love and so that I get invited back yeah. or uh, <laughs> they think fondly of me. <laughs> but um, we do it's anyway. a long game. You know, you've yeah. got to take this long, you've got to take this long game approach. Yeah, yeah. And who can I serve? How can I help? 
Mm. So social media, paid traffic, joint ventures, um, they're all good starts. You know, you can even buy a business that's already established. You can actually hop Mm. onto marketplaces and get a business that already has something in place. So you can start from scratch quickly. And one of my favorite things lately is uh, it's kind of like to create an instant business from nothing is I'll take a, a revenue share slice in someone else's business. Mm. So mm. I'll just park up to someone else's business and I'm effectively going into business with them and I'm helping them grow their business. So I get a little cut from the profits that we make and uh, they get a better business and I get rewarded as a sort of a royalty. And this is a business model that I've been doing really well with and sharing with my students. And it's a nice way to get started. If you're good at something, if you have an audience or you're really good at some particular skill, you can use that skill in someone else's business rather than having to create your own. That could yeah. actually be your business. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, I noticed that that's one of the latest episodes of your podcast uh, the super fast business podcast that you just uh, uh, emailed um, uh, your list about, which I'm on. So that's something people should check out as well. Um, but it, it highlights a really good point that uh, um, I've been thinking about lately, you know, uh, no person is an Island. It's important to build up your network. It's important to, to do these deals and these JVs with, with other, other business owners and other marketers. So um, internet marketing can be a lonely business. And I've found myself spending, sitting in my spare room plenty of times and, and feeling isolated and uh, that's why you've got to get out to get out to those live events like you mentioned this way you've got to um, start talking to people all, all over the place and doing deals so that's a really good point yeah you know if and if if it was an island i'd be okay with it because i spent yeah. so long in the actual job <laughs> with, the that with has good surf. like i had an office which had a door at the front and a door at the back yeah and behind my office was a keyboard for all the cars in the entire dealership yeah. Uh, and the salespeople would go back and forth from my office. And when we went into this new building, the carpet wore out within a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I literally have 80 or 90 interruptions mm. every two hours. It was like crazy. So when I started my own business and I quit my job about 10 years ago now, the peace and quiet was serene. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I don't mind the quiet, but yeah. I do know that other people tend to fill the void. They, they look, they go out and seek socialization, especially in social media, and that can be the killer of productivity. So mm. I think you need a strong uh, discipline. If you want to grow your business, you gotta be able to turn off the, the need to, to get that social lubrication all the time. But I definitely recommend going to live events because I can pinpoint all the big growth spurts in my business came from live events, especially when I started going to America. Yeah. And I catapulted into a high level group of millionaires back then who connected me with good IP, good ideas around paid traffic, uh, CPA mm. marketing. And uh, I, I got exposed to people making a lot more money than I was, which yeah. lifted my bar on what I felt was acceptable for myself. I didn't want to sell myself short anymore. True, true. I found the same thing. That's why I'm going to, uh, sit on a plane for um, for 18 hours uh, next month and go go across the TNC. So, um, and uh, it's not it's not for the content, um, uh, but it, it's for the uh, for the networking. I'll meet clients there. I'll meet potential clients there. Um, I'll be hanging out with the uh, Justin Brook and the Ad Skills crew. So, um, 
That's why I'm going there. Most people will travel a long way for a free breakfast. (laughs) I'll do anything for a free breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, I like uh, I like giving Justin a big hug at that event. It's it's a great place. I um, every time I've been to that event, I've noted down the people who I bump into, and I usually end up with about 115 contacts in my notepad. Mm. And it's a nice way to reconnect uh, with my peer group and and to see what's happening. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it is a, that event in particular is a good networking event. Mm. Uh, whereas some other events have different purposes. Um, some might be a high level content event where you're learning like a terrific IP. Uh, they might be smaller where you're really getting to yeah. um, share more intimately about your business and get more relevant information yeah, to yeah. you. That's true. In terms of sheer volume of many people, uh, TNC is a big one. Yeah, yeah. But those smaller events that you mentioned uh, are still good for networking. You meet a, a, a lot, a smaller number of people, but those people tend to be higher value um, uh, to, your, uh, to your business. So I'm thinking about my Maldives mastermind where there's effectively 10 clients plus me and over a week on a boat where you can't go anywhere else, yeah. uh, you build relationships that are lifelong lasting. And, and yeah. not only that, you cross pollinate best practice. A few of those students came off the boat and doubled their business. Yeah. One guy doubled his business the month after. And then the month after that, he doubled it again, implementing things that he got from that. Cause we just intensely focused on him for yeah. a week. Uh, and, and by the time you spend a week with 10 people, you'll find out everything good they're doing. Mm. And uh, you cross pollinate the ideas. It's a fantastic way to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and that's uh, um, kind of the uh, the end game for for a lot of us. But um, when it comes to cross pollinating um, uh, ideas that you've come across from your students in your business, um, one of the things that you've done that really well in is your books. So, uh, can you tell us about the uh, book? I know that's one that I've got, and it's been around for a little while. Um, tell us about that. Um, so it's called Work Less, Make More. That's what it looks like. Uh, I'll show you the cover because there's. There's some books with similar names. Yeah. Um, but in the book, I, I talk about um, basically about being personally effective, like you've got to get out of your own way and set up your routines for success and um, to get off the social media, um, set a routine for yourself, set schedulers, move out of your, your email. It's probably killing productivity for most people. Once you've got that sorted, it talks about how you can find the right offer to promote and about getting a team to help you grow your business and choosing yeah. the right business model and, and then scaling that model so that you don't have too much drama. And I deconstruct the, um, the Ascension model and talk about how that's not such a great idea. I talk about no compromise. And then there is a bonus chapter that people can get um, that's not in the book, but it links to it. And that's around the whole concept of own the race course, which I talk about. And that's controlling what you can control Mm. and not getting wiped out um, by making yeah. a silly move, building on yeah. someone else's platform in entirety, which is a very common mistake that I see people make. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I know people who, you know, if, if uh, Facebook went away for some reason, you know, their, their entire business would be gone. Yes, if, especially if they're sitting there with a group and that's their sole traffic yeah. point. Yeah. So I think more than ever, it's important to have your your audience should be distributed across multiple places. So I like to have, um, I mean, in the old days we wanted an email list. 
Yeah. And then I started talking about an email list with a, a subscription guarantee, which is like the safety net, get people subscribed to the podcast. Yeah. Get people as a fan on Facebook, have some Instagram followers, get a LinkedIn connection thing happening. So if I went and added all those individual pots up, my collective audience uh, is, is getting a good exposure to my message and I'm able to reach them. If I lost any one of those, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's um, an amazingly good reason why people should read that book. So uh, what's the website where they can get that at? Or should they get it on Amazon? Yeah. Amazon or audible. So you can listen to it. Uh, you can read it. It would be a, a yeah. great place to, to start. You, you will find it at superfastbusiness.com as well at the bottom of the page. Links to your relevant right. market. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll chuck a link up on the page for this uh, podcast. And if you're listening on iTunes, uh, just go search on Amazon, uh, Work Less, Make More by James Tremco. Um, uh, amazing book. Uh, you just heard all the stuff that they got that he's put in there. It's, it's basically, you know, uh, everything that, that you need to do uh, to create a successful online business. So um, I'd and strongly it'll actually, that. It'll kind of apply to um, a regular business too, the, the profit formula in there. Yeah, um, yeah, true. The book that I wanted my kids to read and it's quite short as well. It doesn't take long to read. And at mm. the end of each chapter, uh, action checklist. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there is a work workbook that summarizes all of the action checklists available at jamesshramco.com and that one if you just filled out those action steps you will have a transformation even if you don't read the book yeah uh, you get a result <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah still get the book though because it's, it's very valuable get the book. and yeah, yeah definitely get it and it's well worth it so um so i strongly recommend that uh thanks again for joining us james uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show again uh, this time with a proper episode for Genius of Copywriting. Uh, I really appreciate everything you shared with us and I uh, hope that, uh, that lots of people go out and, and are smart enough to get your book. Well, it's incredibly generous of you to have me back uh, and I really appreciate it very much. Yeah, I appreciate everything you shared. So uh, thanks again and we'll do this again soon. Okay, see ya. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.